Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, family, and welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us presents Relationships Are for Your Healing. I am one of your hosts here for tonight, uh, Reverend Arlene Cahet, and my beloved hubby is on the line. Say hi, hubby. Hi, hubby. Wait a minute. I am King Teasdale here. I'm I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Because uh, we'll get into it later, but it's so strange that this song, I woke up with it in my head, not knowing any of the words except who is he and what is he to you. And 
I think it's probably <laughs> apropos for this program. Hi, honey. <laughs> and I have to say, um, I, I think we actually had this song before. Right? I, I went ahead and purchased it again. But anyway, that aside, uh, before we get started, we are going to go ahead and get prayed in. And as you all know, if you've been following us for a while now, um, this prayer is done by Thomas Shalar Walker. You can find him on Facebook. And if you reach out to him, please just say hi. And and I know now that since he's got a new job now that he probably is going to be in the studio and um, at some point he is going to be releasing his album with a variety of a really, really beautiful prayer. So hold on a moment and we will be right back.
say that that rendition of the Lord's Prayer is just so soulful. I I really, really enjoy it. Okay, so um, now for our topic today, which is that relationships are for your healing. Now, I know that, you know, one of the things that I think that people really do have a misconception of um, when they are in relationship is that they really only think of relationships being about the ones that they may have with their family or one that they have with uh, a significant other. And one of the things that was discovered by many of you, what you would call your relationship experts, is that the relationships that we enter into 
are designed to help us heal from the wounds that we that were created when we were younger that the the things that our parents weren't able to give us or that care provider wasn't able to provide for us when we were younger it is something that we look for in our relationships and we're looking to work out what it is that we're needing from people who are a lot like the people who help raise us. <laughs> it, it definitely puts a different, it, it puts an interesting spin on, on whatever a person's conceptions of what relationships are supposed to be about. And yes, and I, th- I don't want to cut you off, but I want to pause just for a second before you continue with your thought, because mm-hmm. I just wanted to interject that you had came to me with such an excitement of being inspired by those of whom we are in relationship with in regards to this program, the blog talk radio program. And I just want to let our audience know that we are in relationship with you and we thank you for what you have done for us and being so inspirational to us as well. So I wanted to just pause and give thanks for that. And with us talking about relationships, I just want us all to kind of take a deep breath, And we want to just kind of relax, get into the moment, and take a deep breath to also bring in the breath of life that sustains us to have us continually move forward into brighter days ahead. So uh, let's just take a deep breath as deeply as you can. And release. And do it just one more time. I think would be sufficient. And as you continue to listen to the program, if you feel yourself getting tense or any memories that may bring some sort of tension or anxiety, just remember that the breath of life is always available to you to take a deep breath, as we shall now, and release. And in so doing, I give you thanks, and I want to preface this and everybody understanding that relationships are from what I've heard, if anybody has not before, relationships are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Now, if they're all the same, you have to figure out the rest of that program as we continue with this program. Thank you, my beloved, for that moment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So... um I think that the first time that I came across that idea in thinking 
the minister that I was uh, following during that time is the late Jack Bolin. And one of the things that he had shared was that if you found yourself in a place where you were, it, it seemed as if you were attracting the same person over and over again, that that you really needed to take uh, inventory and take a look at yourself and ask yourself the question, why was it that you were attracting that same type of person or at least your interpretation of that same type of person? Because the one variable that remains a constant in all of the people that you were involved with is you. And that was the very first, you know, that was my, at least my conscious recollection of of that relation, that, that the idea that relationships were for your healing. And I remember taking a look at my relationships <laughs> at that time. And, and I guess there was a part of me that was kind of relieved that, okay, well, they weren't exactly all of the relationships I had been in that time hadn't been quite the same, although there were, as far as relationships were concerned, there were sort of few and far between, but none of them, none of them seemed the same to me other than they were maybe if there was any particular type of consistency, um, they had their idiosyncratic ways. Um, and all those idiosyncrasies did not match up with one another, but, you know, um, I think that, that, it it gave me hope, at least, that something uh, could be done. And even if you find yourself in a place where you are attracting, it seems like, similar type of people all the time, there is the first, I guess you could say, the first step in uh, remedying that situation is is actually acknowledging that you that you see the pattern. Now, you know, if you could you could do this thing of where like many people do is that they want to be caught up in being right and saying and saying and dismissing that all all people act the same and and you can continue living in what you would call the hamster wheel. <laughs> of your experience, but know that until you address whatever the issue is, you're going to continue being in that hamster wheel unless you just decide to be by yourself. Uh and and I've I've known people who who had I not that I'm aware of personally, but I've heard that people decided, well, you know, I'm having such a hard time with the people who are of the opposite sex. Let me go switch to the other side, but then find themselves in the same situation where they're still attracting people uh, of the, you know, of the same sex that have the same type qualities as the people that they did when they were dating somebody of the opposite sex. So don't think that that's necessarily a solution as well. Uh, And I I just want to go ahead and put that out there. But one of the things that you can do is after you recognize it, you've done step number one, you recognize it, 
Uh, step number two would be to take a look at what it is that you are looking to have. Um, you know, take, what are you wanting from the other people or what is it that was missing out of a relationship, the relationships that you have been in where that pattern showed up um, and, and take a good look at that. Um, were they, you know, were they too aloof? Uh, were they not vulnerable enough? Were they, um, were what did they not have enough time for you? Uh, do you do you feel like they were too controlling, or they weren't fully engaged in the relationship, or they ignored you, or they were they seemed like they were not interested? You need to go ahead and take a look at what those things are, because if all of the people are the same, what what was it that was the same about that, and and go ahead and just dig up and unearth those things and those feelings. Um, I would say one of the best ways to do it is probably through journaling, but unearth those feelings and, and allow them to air out so that they can be in a place of healing and go back as far as you possibly can in order to facilitate the, facilitate the healing. Um, and also, and this is, you know, the one thing that I guess you could sh- should do before all of it is ask that infinite intelligence reveals it to you and reveals how, where that, where that, um, where that, I guess you could say wounds or wound or wounds are so that you can draw into your experience a different type of experience so that you're not attracting the same type of person all the time. Anything you want to add, honey, while, you know, before I move on from there? Um, The thought that came to my mind is kind of twofold. One is in the process of recognizing that you are in the loop, you should also check out what you are attracting and what are you attached to. Because oftentimes the attachment that we have to a behavior, a condition, or something that we are so acclimated to, we don't identify that we are addicted to something that we need to let go and release out because we are so afraid to have an empty space when a relationship is no longer present. And when I speak of that empty space and being afraid, I think back into what I had learned a good while back that there are really only two energies that promote our behavior. And those energies will either be love or fear. And of those energies, we react out of those, 
out of them. And all sorts of reactions occur in those energies, including the things of um, insecurity and jealousies, um, anger, hostilities, compassion, um, nurturing, empathy, sympathy, all of these things, all linked back to either one energy or the other energy, love being the energy of positivity and fear being the energy of negativity. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so you've recognized the pattern. Now, one of the things that tends to happen after you've recognized the pattern and after you start that process of praying and unearthing uh, those things that needed that you needed when you were younger or that you were addicted to or whatever the case may be um, when you when you make a conscious decision to say okay i'm I'm gonna work on that i'm going to uh, I want to heal this, then infinite intelligence will bring into your experience a relationship that will help you to transcend or meet that need or, uh, you know, oh yeah, or meet that need that you did not have when you were younger. And this is one of the reasons why I actually started off the description of this show by saying that, that not all relationships are meant to be intimate. And a lot of times, a lot of times people kind of confuse um, what, what a relationship is for that it you know you you are engaged with this person who is able to meet whatever your need is uh in order to heal it or to provide you with that thing that you may have been missing from childhood or those uh energies that you were addicted to but they are able to you know just by their presence be able to heal that part of you where you're not necessarily feeling like uh, um, you are deprived or that there is a hole in you. And I, I now I'm going to give a for instance, and some of you may have heard this story before, but you know, for those of you who haven't, bear with me for a moment. So when I was younger. You know, I was not, uh, I did not have, you know, I was brought up in a single family home. Now, I had an extended family that helped, that was responsible for, for um, or were a part of raising me. Um, but that, that, I guess you could say, need or that void there of not having um, what I considered a father figure there and had that been there for a long time. And there was, I think it was about, it was either the eighth or ninth grade. And I, I met, a, you know, one of my teachers by the name of Mr. Dingle, um, who he was, he kind of saw himself as, um, I won't say a father figure to all the girls, but he was he was always into sharing with the young ladies about how it is that a men can be in their behavior and in and, and living 
in a more virtuous state and what to expect from boys and things of that nature. But uh, I was, I guess what you would call um, the favorite. And I had a, I had a gift for being the teacher's pet when I was coming <laughs> coming up through school. Um, and the relationship that I had with him, um, I guess, you know, just from him being him and him being his, what I would consider his best self, uh, he was able to fill a larger part of that need of the father figure that I had been needing. And it was something that I was silently I think all throughout my experience, I had been silently praying for, and and I think that it does. I think I spent like two uh, two semesters with him, or or six quarters with him, and in uh, shop class. And by the time I left, that that void that was within me had been filled. Um, because because of that relationship, you know, uh, it was no way. I I don't think that he himself realized until much later, like after I was out of school, um, it, that he realized like the impact that he had had on me, um, and on my experience and and filling what I considered that void of what. Um, you know, a father figure would be like, but he provided for me um, a way to heal that wound that was there from the person, you know, you know, a wound that was there, you know, that vacancy was a wound and a sort of an emptiness that I had experienced. And this is what I mean by, you know, not all relationships are meant to be intimate, that they serve, you know, the relationships that you may have around you may serve a purpose. And as uh, uh, King so aptly put it, that um, that particular relationship was for a season. It didn't continue on uh, into my adulthood. Um, However, I did get the opportunity to uh, send him a letter and and actually reach out to him via phone and just let him know that that I was uh oh I know I actually I didn't call him I actually did get the opportunity to see him when after I was out of school and um and uh and tell him you know that that he was he was that for me so it, this just gives you an idea it also you know, many of you may be asking the question, well, you know, uh, okay, that's all well and good for for when you were a child, but, you know, what if you're an adult and you're experiencing uh, issues and concerns uh, or things um, that may have been missing? Um, so what infinite intelligence tends to do is, again, through relationships, just through your relationships in and of themselves, um, when you decide to have all of your relationships uh, operate in the energy and sphere of what infinite intelligence would have them operate in, there is a, a richness because you have brought the divine into the consciousness 
of those relationships and you find that they begin to uh, heal you in ways that you couldn't imagine. Anything you would like to add, honey? I say ashe. Ashe. Um, <laughs> ashe, yes. Um, I, I only thing that came to mind is although many people need healing because of wounds from the past, we also need to stay mindful that we can sometimes just be out of alignment of what is the intended purpose of our life. And relationships can also manifest coming back into alignment with your purpose, coming back into alignment with who you truly are even though you may not feel as though you may have been wounded by any experiences previously. And when that alignment comes into posture to where your harmony is back in vibration as it ought to be, then there's times to where that relationship was for that reason. And when that reason has been satisfied, then that relationship may no longer be there as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's just say to sort of change up the dynamic of what we've been talking about. um, So perhaps, you know, perhaps the injury did not necessarily come from, Uh, anything that happened in your deep past, like from your childhood. Uh, And it happened in a relationship. So what I'm going to do is I am going to bring uh, the late Whitney Houston on to bring in a scenario, and we are both going to address it and address how – how best to heal from something like this. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen, and here we go. Did you really think that I would really take you back? Let you back in my heart one more time. Oh, no, no. Did you think I'd still care that there'd be one feeling there? Did you think you could walk back in my life? Oh, so you found you missed the love you threw away. Uh, baby, but you found it out too late. Yeah. 
dust that would never dry How you shattered my world with your goodbye Your goodbye, baby Would have thrown my soul in Just to have you back again Now you are the last thing on my mind Ooh. Now you say you're sorry saying um, when uh, I think I, I ran across a, uh, a video on Facebook where there was this man and this man um, who was addressing other men and he was explaining that that um, that hurt people hurt people in a simplified version but he was explaining to men that you know if if a woman is going down the street and minding her own business and you spend your time working on getting what it is that you want from her and discard her, that what you in fact do is you are, you cause damage to that woman. And then any other person that she deals with after that has uh, any man that deals with her after that, um, is going to have challenges 
with her because she may not have resolved whatever the pain and drama that you caused and and you know and therefore she actually goes ahead and goes into this process of breaking the the man that is genuinely trying to love her and that the man who continues to do this with other women and what have you, that they keep continue to break hearts and, and have children with other, uh, you know, children with other, with these, the different women that they get involved with. And then they get to that point of saying, okay, well, you know, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to um, have a relationship. And then you want uh, a woman without blemishes. But that because of the type of uh, karma that you have built up with all of the other women that you've dealt with from prior, that this woman may actually end up damaging you more so than any of the other people that you got involved with. And it's just because of the energy that that the the, the person who initially hurt them um the 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 man that did the hurting before that it comes to bite them in the backside and and I think that a larger part of it is like something like this was also sort of addressed by Jay Z where he was talking about um in, in I think the last album that he put out where he had to learn how to be a husband and be um and be the provider and and being in a relationship and 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 learning how to value that <laughs> and and that he he caused some damage to his current wife because of because of who he had been prior to that cuz you know the you don't you don't men don't seem to learn how to do that until until they are trying to learn how to do that and that they cause damage to, you know, women. So uh, let's just put it this way. In an abbreviated form, what has happened is that there is this sort of perpetuation of of pain and a sort of a ripple effect that, that happens that, that it, you know, if you're not, if you're not in that place of trying to be proactive about healing yourself, you are going to repeat the pattern with somebody else. And so and so what do you do in in those situations? You may be asking yourself, what do you do in order to facilitate your healing? You need to go ahead and and give yourself time to heal um from from the heartache that you may have experienced from from some, you know, somebody who had actually caused you pain where you learn how to break a heart, you know, from, from the person who you've been involved with. Um, but you need to also make a conscious decision that, you know, that you are not going to let that experience mar whatever perceptions of the people who are coming into your experience are is going to have, because there may be people that you may be actually attracting. You may be actually attracting someone who is not 
about that experience and not about that life, or you you get involved with somebody that you may not necessarily that you feel loves you more than you love them, and and that in itself that imbalance causes issues and 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 so, and so have you, uh, honey. Do you want to add anything to that? Anything to the conversation? Because I know that I kind of went in there. <laughs> That's all right, baby. It's all right. Listen, um, what what comes to me, right? Because I appreciate you. Um, I really, really do. And and you inspire thoughts in my head. And when you brought up Jay Z, what came to mind is the difference between those two individuals. Jay Z being probably more city, urban, and um, Beyonce being more of a country girl, she probably brought value to his experience, which brought him the healing he needed to bring him back around to identifying there was a need for him to bring value to the experience of the relationship that brought value back to him. And that's just off the cuff of what I was kind of picking up on. Um, The next thing that crossed my mind is people really need to identify that we're talking oftentimes vibrational matches when these situations occur. When you say hurt people, hurt people. Are you are you putting out a vibration that is drawing people that are hurt to you? Um, the other thought that crossed my mind is there's what they call a car, what I call a karmatic vibe to where you've done something to somebody and you know that you need to get paid back for it. So you try to ignore that that's what's going to happen to you. But your vibration is putting out an energy that is telling the universe, I need to be punished for what I did to somebody else. And you're drawing that person into your life. And you don't even realize it because you're out of alignment with the vibration that you were intended for in the first place. So what comes to my consciousness in that is asking or at least a person should always ask themselves two questions what are you representing and secondly what are you representative of do you have any thoughts on those on well, uh, my recommendation is that you completely drop the representative altogether <laughs> and be who you are. Um, I only say that because that. Okay, so yesterday, yesterday I found myself quoting um, Coach Kair. Sometimes he does drop some jewels. I don't always agree with he with what he has to say. Uh, although this particular. 
um, this particular quote of his is something that has resonated with me, which is authenticity protects uh, protects me from fraudulent relationships. So the more you get into you and loving you and being who it is that you are and having an infinite intelligence has you being in the world, um, the more honest you are, the more you know, the more transparent you are, the more vulnerable you are, um, you will find that, you know, if there is somebody that isn't in alignment with that, they're going to fall away just automatic, like, oh, I, I can't, I can't handle this, or they may actually honor and respect those boundaries and say, you know, I'm not necessarily in the place of of, of being what it is that this person needs or that this person wants. Um, so, you know, um, they're not going to just let, you know, the shade isn't going to, uh, is, you know, the, the they're not going to be able to hide themselves from you because what will happen is when you get into that place of dropping the representative and dropping what you are representative of other than being who it is that infinite intelligence would have you be, then what will happen is that those people who are not in alignment with that, they're either going to fall away or they're going to, if they are in some type of relationship with you, not necessarily intimate, but if they're in some type of relationship with you, that what will happen is all of their barbs, uh, the prickly parts of them, those things that are out of order, they're going to be revealed. And you can just, you know, you can just kind of quietly go up to them and just say, you know, in this situation, you are out of order. Uh, And you can, you have the choice of defining what the relationship looks like and say, you know, you know what? Um, Yeah. What 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 I had in mind for us for before, it's not going to work because I see now that you are not what I need in this particular area of my life. Um, but we can you can go ahead and friend zone them, or you could just simply say, you know what, I I think that we're not a match, and then they have the option of remaining as an associate or or not but that's what came to mind when when you asked the question um what are you representing and who are you representing uh because if you are representing anything else other than yourself if you are representing uh, you know you're trying to put your best foot forward and and this is not to say that the your best foot forward is not you, but if you're not that twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, then you may be representing um misrepresenting yourself as well if you're also doing that. you have anything to add to that yeah i I appreciate that um and the the strength of that that authenticity protects me from fraudulent relationships is an eye-opener in the sense that 
oftentimes from our human perspective, we oftentimes see relationships as a intimate encounter, which sometimes that vibration can be so intense to where you feel a sensuousness or a sexuality creeping in where it may not necessarily be that type of party, so to speak. And I bring that up because when we think of the reality of true growth and what relationships are really all about, it's not about the physical body, but it is about the spiritual experience because we are all spirit beings and I can't help but live in that space that's where I am and I see everything as a spiritual experience and I look at the word spiritual as spirit you all and you know me I I go deep it's like to me (laughs) um, uh, uh, Adam is a spirit being in the sense that there's a, a there's a nucleus there there is the, the shell that is outside of the atom but the atom in actuality is a composition of more empty space than it is anything that is considered a physical uh, 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 physical particle so the true aspect of spiritual growth, of growth in and of itself, of healing, of developing, of becoming more than what you are, is recognizing that part of you that is connected to the all, which is spirit. And so many people use so many different variations of what that is. Um, and the key is to maintain that consciousness of being honest with each other because we are not really separate beings at all. When you're in a relationship with somebody, especially when you become intimate with a person, and even if we go as far as having a sexual experience with that person, there is an attachment there is a connection that still exists even after that relationship, quote-unquote, is no longer there. And you have to be mindful that healing is a part of that experience, that in operating in authenticity, you should always have that place of loving vibration so that your experiences from that point forward, as well as the experiences of those of whom you have had experiences with, is always going towards a positive direction. No longer staying in a elementary mentality or elementary mindset, 
but moving forward into the beauty of what life is for all of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, um, yeah. And here's here's uh, something that you can do uh, in order to understand, like where that. Um, well, where that is, a simple prayer like infinite intelligence, please let the highest vibration for this relationship um, be expressed uh, and take this relationship and have it be what it is that you would cause it to breathe. That is, a, you know, a simple prayer that I used to do for myself. Uh, for relationships, um, and I'm, I'm, I will admit that I'm having to use that now for, um, for some sh- relationships that I know that that are not that they are going to be close, but they're not necessarily intimate. But they're not actually operating, I think, in a place of um, of of uh where I think that they need to be <laughs> in order for it to be the highest expression of the divine. Um and uh I, I realize that uh you know in hindsight as I'm looking at because you know, there's some there there's some stuff that I've done um as of late that was really kind of out of order. And 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 what I had to take a look at was well, you know, why did I do that in the first place? Because I do know better, and I realized that what happened was um, I felt that there was an experience that I had had with this person, and I felt a bit um, suppressed uh, in my expression of what it was that infinite intelligence would have me do. And so I think subconsciously I, I lashed out at them um, because I, I guess I was trying to deal with it in another, another way, but I've had to um, ask infinite intelligence to come in for uh, healing of that relationship. And when we're talking about relationships, like we said, we we're not necessarily talking about intimate ones as well. Um, We're, we're talking about the relationships that you, you, you may even have with your boss. And so you have to be in that place in that mindset of seeing them in a different way in order for it to, for the, in order for them to step up to where it is that they need to be because they may not okay this is the best way to put it so uh, King and I um, recently had an experience with an in-law of ours and what happened was my mother-in-law was talking about this other person in a derogatory way. And, and of course, you know, he's in a situation where he, he really could do better for himself. He could work on a few things and things of that nature. But because of the derogatory way that she was speaking about this particular son-in-law, she was the energy that she was putting into the conversation. King was having an issue with it. And because of the energy she was putting in, she was actually casting a spell on the person that she's talking about. Now, one of the things that you really have to realize is that, 
you know, because we are all interconnected, we all have some type of an effect on one another. And if you're not in a place of being, if the other person is not really in a place of being actually in a place of being spiritually in alignment, then whatever negative ideas and concepts that you actually have about that individual gets expressed whenever they are dealing with you or even when they're dealing with other people. But when you get into a place of actually holding them in the highest definition or expression of, of, of who it is that they can be or who it is that infinite intelligence has them be, you are count, you are casting a, uh, intention, you're casting an energy of of upliftment as opposed to um, being in a place of drawing them down and seeing them behave even more the way they are behaving, you know, that you may not fully be in agreement with. You want to you wanna add to that, honey? Yeah, well, you, you, you're opening up a can of worms here because, um, you know, what, what I see is you know, a lot of people don't want to face this as a reality, but, hey, look at this, people. God's desire is about healthy relationships. Healthy relationships build. Healthy relationships develop and grow us all into a higher level of evolution as a people. Now, I say that because a lot of people don't want to face the fact that there is an energy out there that is against that. The intent is against the divine operation of what a relationship should be as far as a being healthy, as far as it being something to bring value to the entire whole. So we have to recognize and understand that infinite intelligence is designed for the flow of your well-being. That's what infinite intelligence wants for you. Your well-being is the key factor of your experience here on Earth. When that is not happening, you are not in alignment. Something has happened that has caused a misaligning of what is intended for your life. It's, it's, it's in essence, you can say, what happens when you find yourself doing stupid stuff? Well, when you find yourself doing stupid stuff, chances are you are out of alignment. And when you're out of alignment, the well-being that God has for you, has intended for you, is not going to manifest as it ought because your posture is off. You are not in position as you should be. And the reason that can occur is because there is an energy that has another intent for you. That energy is destructive. That energy is to destroy. That energy is your enemy which is real now God's desire is about healthy relationships 
if you really look deeply into that, no matter what your spiritual practice is, that is what you're going to find. From the, I guess one could say, Christian uh, cosmology of things. Um, and, and I can really say um, also from African cosmology, um, the Christians call it the Holy Ghost. The African cosmology calls it um, Oladamare or the Orishas or, or, or the ancestors. All of these things are interconnected. And this is a vibration that transcends all conscious awareness. Even though you think you know what you're thinking, infinite intelligence is far beyond that and is operating in a space where it transcends all conscious awareness. It speaks all languages. It knows all thoughts. And it is in all there is, was, and has been, including that which is outside of the consciousness of time and the consciousness of man. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to get some hand claps for that. That's the thing I love about our relationship because the value that you bring to this relationship is so phenomenal. Energy just flowing in me that, that, that makes things happen. And I mean, shucks, I know that it is by divine design that we have come together to be one. And it, 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 it really, it really warms my heart because when I listened to the song that she was playing from Whitney Houston and what was happening in her experience there, I flashed back on some of the things that have happened in my life. And I felt a vibration or, or a sense of uh, an emotion that was saddened, you know, because some of the stuff, man, that people do is so crazy. But one of the things I kept hearing her say, I learned from you. I learned from the best. I learned from you. So a relationship isn't there for you to bash. It's not there for you to to figure out what to do to get somebody back. What you need to do is wake up and recognize that there is something going on at that time, which is for your growth and development capture that part of the situation and move forward and get up out of that muck and mire because the muck and mire, you go ahead and start tasting it. You're going to end up finding out a lot of stuff is going to get funky. <laughs> you, don't need that to, you don't need that in your life, really. Just rise up out of that. <laughs> okay, so we're going to we're gonna change up some gear. So um, this is this is actually um, um, a poet who I, I'm going to share where her mindset was when she, uh, you know, where her mindset was after this. But here, here's a person who apparently had been in a place of, of you know, having some experiences that weren't all the all that great, and she was really 
she was really in a place of introspection um, when she did this uh, poem. Her name, her name is oh. Jeanette. Yeah. I, yes. I, I mean, I got a shameless plug. I have a shameless plug. Yes, I do. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> even though we're talking about Jeanette, I will have to let you guys know that just the other day I actually got a copy of my book, which is called Extraordinary Epiphanies of a King, Inspired Poetry and Prose Messages of Life. We will be having that available um, very soon. So it's Extraordinary Epiphanies of a King, King Andre Teasdale. We will make sure that you are able to reach out and get that off of Amazon um, and uh, probably some of the other websites we have, including the YouTube channel, uh, King's Philosophy, which I am going to crank up also because you guys really inspire me. And speaking of inspiration, let's get back to Jeanette and what Arlene is about to share with us. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) And some of you may be wondering where the relation lies. Well, you know, for the most part, King is a poet. He's a a writer, a writer-poet. So uh, just in case you were all wondering, see, that's why he's giving his shameless plug just before I introduce (laughs) this particular poet. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, oh shame, shame. <laughs> um, okay, so I, the, her name is Jeanette I K Z or Akizi or whatever. But anyway, this poem is called "I Will Wait for You." So hold on, folks, and here we go. So it seemed that it was cool for everyone to be in a relationship, but me. into my own hands and ended up with him. (laughs) Him who displayed the characteristics of a cheater, a liar, an abuser, and a thief. So why was I surprised when he broke into my heart? I called 911, but I was cardiac arrested for aiding and abetting because it was me who let him in. Claiming we were just friends. It was already decided for me by the first date that even if he wasn't, I was going to make him the one. You know, I was tired of being alone and I simply made up in my mind that it was about that time, so I decided to drag him along for the ride because I was always the bridesmaid and never the bride. A virgin in the physical, but mentally just a grown woman on the corner and he was tired of the wait. So I was going to make him the one. He had a form of godliness, but not much. But, but, but hey, hey, I can change him, so I'll take him. I mean, he's close enough. Ready to sell my aorta for a quarter, not knowing the value of its use to me. Artery so clogged with my will, it blocked his will from flowing through me. So I thank Christ that his blood pressure gave his heart an attack that flatlined my obscured vision, put me flat on my back. Through my ignorance, he saw. So through my sternum, he saw it and cracked open my chest to transplant Psalms 5110. A new heart and a renewed right spirit within. So now I fully understand, better yet, I thoroughly comprehend how much I need to wait for you. See, the bad thing is that I knew he was in you from the beginning. 
because in the beginning was the word and he didn't even sound or shine like your son. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and all he could whisper was sweet, empty nothings. Which meant nothing. He couldn't even pray what I needed him to. Asking him to fast would be absurd, so forget about being cleansed and washed with water through the word. But I know you. You are already praying for me. Even never having met me, let me assure you, I will wait for you. I will no longer date, socialize, or communicate with carbon copies of you to appease my boredom or to quench my thirsty desire for attention and short-lived compliments from sorta kinders. You know he's sorta kinda right, but sorta kinda wrong. His first name Luke, his last name Warm. for false companionship. I won't lay in the embrace of his arms, attempting to find some closeness, but never feeling so far, far apart, because I just want to be held. Because all I got to do is say no. No more almost sessions of almost coming close, passing winks and buying drinks, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flirt who flirts with the ideology of, can you just tell me how much I can get away with and still be saved? No more. I'll stay in my bed, alone, and write poems about how I will wait for you. He won't even come close. Our fingers won't even interlock. We won't even exchange breath, because I have thoughts that I've saved to add, and a father God has only equipped you to open. I will no longer get rated down from so-called friends and family talks about the concern for my biological clock when I serve the author of time. Who is not subject to time, but I'm subject to him. He has the ability to stop, fast forward, pause, or rewind at any given time. So if we could role play, you would be Abraham and I would be Sarah. Or you could be Isaac and I could be Rebecca, a servant's answer to prayer. I am bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh, made up of your rib, Adam. And once we meet, like electrons, I will be bound to your nucleus, completely indivisible, Adam. We even speak the same math. One plus one plus one equals three, which really equals one if you Adam. You have the ability to reflect, project, and even detect the sun. If I were to explain what you look like, you would have to look like a star, a son of the sun. I would gain energy simply from the light that you shine on me. I would need you in order to complete my photosynthesis. I await your revelation, but once again from the Genesis, I will wait for you. And I will know you. Because when you speak, I will be reminded of Solomon's wisdom. Your ability to lead will remind me of Moses. Your faith will remind me of Abraham. Your confidence in God's word will remind me of Daniel. Your inspiration will remind me of Paul. Your heart for God will remind me of David. Your attention to detail will remind me of Noah. Your integrity will remind me of Joseph. And your ability to abandon your own will will remind me of the disciples. But your ability to love selflessly and unconditionally will remind me of Christ. But I won't need to identify you by any special Matthews or any special marks because it's 
And you will know me, and you will find me where the boldness of Esther meets the warm closeness of Ruth, where the hospitality of Lydia is aligned with the submission of Mary, which is engulfed in the tears of a praying Hannah. I will be the one drenched in Proverbs 31, waiting for you. But to my father, my father who has known me before I was birthed into this earth, only if you should see fit. I desire your will above mine, so even if you call me to a life of singleness, my heart is content with you, the one who has sinned. You are the greatest love story ever told, the greatest love ever known. You are forever my judge, and I'm forever your witness. And I pray that I'm always found on a mission about my father's business. I will always be yours, and I will always wait for you, Lord, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. More than the watchmen wait for the morning, I will wait. And there you have it. Now, uh, I'm going to give uh, people a little context for <laughs> for that um, that poem that Jeanette did, which is that during the time when she actually did this particular performance, um, the man that she ended up marrying was actually out there in the audience. Now, she had come to a place of... I, you know, I, I'm not aware of any type of work that she may have done in order to facilitate her healing, but she had gotten to a place of absolute exhaustion with the apparently the men that she had been dealing with um, um, prior to uh, prior to her actually writing the poem, and and she decided to wait on the person that infinite intelligence had for her. And as she was waxing poetic about waiting, uh, she was actually in a place where she was like, whatever. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to sweat this anymore. I'm okay with being by myself. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, whatever you know, no, no one there, you know, there's no need for me to even go any further, but I want, I want to actually share with you what I heard as I'm, I listened to her, uh, or her performance there, which is, she said it with such passion and such intention that she will wait for the very person that was actually designed for her that that embodied the spiritual principles that 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 she hold there that she was not going to compromise with that and that she will actually continue writing writing poetry about how she would wait. I mean, that's just how long she would wait and that she's not going to worry about who it is that her family says that, you know, at talking about her biological clock uh, ticking and her having children and all of that, she was going to, she left all of that behind. And as you're listening to her give the poem, you can hear the energy and the passion in which she speaks from. Now, she may, you know, she may have been thinking in her, 
I guess you could say her mind that she she was done, but clearly the undertones of the energy that she was putting out there drew the man that she ended up marrying to uh to her. And in fact, she, you know, um if you check it out uh on YouTube, you will actually see um uh, you will actually see the the place where they they are having um their I guess you could say the exchanging of vows, and she actually does a poem um, about about him actually, you know, coming and approaching her, and him making it past all of her walls, all of her defenses, um, and and that because he represented all of those things that she had wanted. And being in a place of not compromising, he found her and was able to break through those barriers um, that she had put up. Yeah, honey, do you do you want to add anything? Um, spell her last name for us so that we can actually look her up because um, I think that would be important. Um. Uh, uh, Jeanette, uh, her first name is Jeanette, that's J-A-N-E-T-T-E, and the last name is I-K-Z, like the letters I-K and Z. And uh, the name of the poem is I Will Wait For You. And she's on the YouTube? She is on YouTube. You can possibly find her on Facebook as well because the poem, you know, her her performance, uh, her performance is uh, there as well, and 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 it goes into details about it goes into details. There there's some other videos that are about him and her, and and their relationship, and and them uh, eventually getting married. Now I. Um, I haven't looked up anything before, but I was really when I when I saw her performance, I think I was just struck by the amount of energy and amount of passion that she was speaking with, and I was not surprised that she ended up um, um, getting married to a man that uh, obviously exemplified all of those things that she was looking for that she talked about in the poem itself. Well, I, I guess that was the one she was waiting for. <laughs> yes. So here, that I guess this is another thing, ladies and gentlemen, is that you, you, one of the other things that you need to do is be in a place of actually defining out what it is that you are looking for. Um, I know that um, before I met my hubby, my, you know, my, my, you know, my, my beloved here, um, I had written down like all of the things that I was looking for in terms of, uh, a mate. And, and I, I I had to dig really deep. Um, um, I actually work with a relationship coach, my my former business partner, uh, Reverend Harvey L. Bailey, and we were, you know, we, he had me write down what it was that I was looking for, and 
you know, there were some like work assignments that he had me do in terms of after we wrote that down, I had to practice dating. Um, I had to practice with, um, you know, just asking questions, uh, asking the questions that were really pertinent to me and in being in a place of not allowing myself to turn into a pretzel in order to be in the relationship because that that had been something that I had had to do in the past, which was turn into a pretzel in order to be in, in the relationships that I had been in. And it did not work out very well when you turn yourself into a pretzel because, again, you're not be, being authentic. <laughs> you're not being authentic. You're going to have some problems. So so when I, I found that once I got clarity – um, what it was when when it came to dating uh, that that discernment of whether or not you know a person was a match uh, came really quickly. So it it came quickly, like you know uh, we're not a match. We're not a match. I can't even talk to you. No, we're not going to work out. Um, there, you know, it 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 became really quick and very, um, and very clear uh, on what what that looked like, what that um, looked like. But mind you, I I had to do like I had to do some work, uh, do some healing work, and a lot of a lot of the work that I needed to do was just healing over my own judgment of myself. And um, uh, in, in order for the divine partnership or divine relationship to to come into my experience, um, and then you know when I when I first uh, I I heard King and I heard him on the love journey and there was something in his voice that really resonated. Like there was, I, I don't know what it was, but all I knew was like, Hmm, you know, there was something there. And then what proceeded to happen was, uh, he was having a birthday party. And so I, he had invited all of the people on the love journey, uh, to the birthday party. And I said, okay, well, let me friend him on Facebook and find out where this party is going to be. So I friended him on Facebook, and and I showed up at his party, and I guess you could say the rest is history. You could tell the rest of it, honey, if you'd like to, but, you know, um, you know the the hesitation that I had experienced with other people, the other, you know, that, that feeling of, nope, we're not a match. Nope. We're not, that was not there. There was, it was almost like uh, a green light all the way. And, uh, I have not regretted my decision since. So there you have it. Anything you would like to add? Yeah. Well, I, I want people to really grasp the, the, the spiritual vibration of this. The love journey itself is a program that we were listening to on, in the morning, um, I think somewhere around 6 o'clock in the morning until maybe 9, 9.30. And it, its home base is in Chicago, okay? 
Now, I live here in Baltimore, and inviting everybody on the love journey was pretty much inviting everybody who was in the United States that was listening to the program. (laughs) Now, I I find it interesting that Arlene is actually from the South who migrated to the North and out Midwest and back to this area here in Baltimore at this particular time. And the strange thing about that is when we come together as the love journey to go to Chicago, to the Lake Michigan for a healing ceremony the first Saturday in August, I dreamt that I met her there. And when she came to the party, she handed me her business card. Now, this is the first time I actually met her, not being totally clear that I had connected with her before. But I don't know why the wind is... Arlene, did you go outside? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't go outside. Okay. Okay, because all of a sudden it was like, I don't know. I started getting nervous. I thought the house was going to leave us or something. <laughs> anyway, um, what ended up happening is she seemed to be a new person that I met at this party, and she, she just caught my eye. It was so strange because when I walked in the place, it was, I saw the area where I was having the party. Um, a friend of mine had a club offered me this space and he was like you know just go for it you know there'll be some other parties there but you know we got a space specific for you and your crew approached that I my eyes immediately locked on her because there was something that draw drew my attention to her like spontaneously and everybody else who was there that I knew in Baltimore was like okay I think he sees us but she's got his attention like that. <laughs> and so it was odd when she handed me the card, her business card, because I said to her, oh, I got this card. I must have got this card from you when I was in Chicago. And she turned around and she said to me, but I've never been to Chicago. I said, what? She said, I've never been to Chicago I was like, wait a minute. I remember being in the hall as I was coming into this room, and there was people, we was exchanging cards, and someone had my attention. And you just kind of said, look, here's my card. Um, Get to me when you can, because I see that um, these people have your attention. And that's what I remembered. But that didn't happen. That happened in a dream. Just to let you guys know how this, the, 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 the energy of the spirit operates, it's, it's just so phenomenal. Because, and, and, and I'll just segue real quick. And when she said the thing about um, drop the representative, I wanted to bring that 
people oftentimes choose to represent what they want another person to see and hide who they truly are. And they do that as a manipulative tool to coax a person into their space to manipulate what their desires are for what they want a relationship to be. Now, when I brought up the concept of what are you representing, I was inferring to is what are you representing in a relationship? Are you actually representing love or are you representing fear? You see what I'm saying? When I brought up the concept of what are you representative of, I'm thinking also in that same context, are you representative of a person who is locked in a fear mentality, uh, 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 a spirit of lack, of, of a spirit of need, of... of, of uh, I guess one could say desperation, things that people can represent and be representative of, and they don't know it. But when you connect with the vibration of understanding that relationships are truly a divine experience of which it's the souls that are connecting, it is the vibration of spirit that is connecting. And the reason for that connection is for the healing to begin in the process of the evolution of your growth and development that is the reality of your experience here on this planet. Then you will come into a place of, of basically a sense of bliss because, as Arlene has shared, I don't I don't regret a day of this relationship, even though I know there are some people who when they found out about this relationship and found out that I was married, because I'm telling you, I went I went at it like the wind. I was knocking down some things to get this done. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I, I, there were some people that say they that they can't even talk to me anymore because they just can't handle it. And I'm like, I pray about that. You know, I pray for their well-being. Um, I ask Spirit to guide and direct my consciousness so that they can be at peace because I know that this was the right thing to do. I already know that, and I feel that in my spirit. Uh, we, we've been together. We're going on three years now. And it's like this is the best relationship I've had out of every relationship, whether you talk about just being friends with somebody, um, being uh, a close acquaintance with somebody. Um, This is phenomenal. And this has only occurred because I knew that I had to get in alignment with what my purpose is for life and trust, quote-unquote, the manager 
which is the vibration of infinite intelligence to guide and direct what happens in my life. When you do that, you will find that healing is your destiny. Your well-being is what infinite intelligence desires for you most. If you are feeling anything that is outside of what God intends for you, be mindful that infinite intelligence intent for you is for your joy and happiness. If that's not there, you are not in alignment of what is intended for you. And you may need some spiritual coaching, which, by the way, another shameless plug. I am a spiritual life coach, and I will be glad to assist you on your journey. Um, But moving back to what you were speaking of, um, you will need to come into a place of understanding. Infinite intelligence desire for you is to experience the best of life. And Arlene and I are processing that now. We've got the relationship part down. And right now we're moving into the vibration of the greater things. Like I said, I just finished writing this book. We are, we are planning on moving into an enormous house, um, starting a spiritual life retreat for people so that we can have people move out of the vibration of the negativity in urban spaces or even in the life that they may be living and they need a break from that experience, they come to our spiritual life center, which is not yet here, but we're doing the visioning, okay, because it doesn't exist until you say it exists. It doesn't manifest, it doesn't, and it won't unfold until you allow it to unfold, until you let go of the resistance and let God do what he do. And what God does is awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. It was like so all of a sudden, that... it was like, I felt like I was on a soapbox. I said, wait a minute. I ain't got no soapbox. <laughs> Okay. So, okay. So, to just recap here, what we've talked about, because I I know that it may seem it may have seemed in sequential, uh, not in sequential order about what we've been talking about, but essentially what we're 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 telling you is that number one, have infinite intelligence be in in. You know, be in relationship with infinite intelligence to to guide you through this process. Um, that's step number one. Step number two is pay attention to your patterns. If you have people who are coming to your experience and they're continuing to be like the same type of person all the time, you need to take a look at that because the same, the one part of the denomination of all of those relationships is you. So you're attracting that or you, your vibration is attracting that experience. Number three, 
is to go ahead and ask yourself, what is it that you were seeking out of those relationships where those patterns were coming up? You need to unearth those, uh, unearth those things that you're wanting because those are wounds that are looking to be healed. Now, number three, excuse me. No, that's number three. But number four is allow infinite intelligence to heal those parts of you that need that healing. And just so you understand that when you ask for the healing, the healing more than likely will come through relationships that serve to fill those holes or to fill those gaps for you or something will happen in order to facilitate the the healing that you're desiring. Number five is to actually write out a list of all of the qualities and desires that you're you're looking for in a life partner. Um, I would say that you know oftentimes when people actually you know start that process of of you know, looking for the type of person that they desire, you ask them the question. They have very surface answers for for that, but I'm I'm suggesting that you really kind of dig deep into what it is like whether or not you want somebody who um, is somebody who you know, doesn't have any criminal intent. Like, you don't really sit there and think about that type of thing, but you don't want a person who has any particular type of criminal intent. You want somebody that's honest. You want somebody that is transparent. You want want those things. And mind you, when you write those things out, it is ideal that you are you are an example of that. So, Go ahead and write those things write those things out that you're desiring in a mate. Number six is to go ahead and be your honest and authentic self because when you're when you're clear about you know who it is that you're being and you know the the person doesn't feel bamboozled <laughs> because um uh, authenticity protects you from fraudulent relationships. Um, when you are clear about who you are, when you are loving yourself and being in that space, um, you know, just be who it is that you are so that, so that when the person, the right person, it comes to you, it, they're going to be in love with who you really are. And we're not talking about somebody who's looking to make you over. I'm just, you know, yeah, we, we're not talking about this. We're talking about somebody who genuinely loves you for you. Um, and those are, you know, those are what I would consider the six, six steps. Is there anything, honey, that you think that, that should be added to the, to the list? Cause I know I, I, uh, yeah, I went in. Well, I think you did a great job. Thank you so very much. I, I just want to um, give kudos to um, Harvey L. Bailey. Um, you have brought his name up. And um, I think it's important for people to recognize that you cannot allow past experiences of the person of whom you are, you are in relationship with to interfere with what your future is for your relationship of now. Because a lot of people 
because of insecurities and a bunch of foolishness, will do stupid things that will not bring value to the relationship but can cause destruction. Um, and I guess that could be number seven. Um, don't carry luggage that is unnecessary when you're going for a swim because you don't need the baggage. Just take off all of that stuff, jump in, and stroke like you're supposed to to get to the other side of the experience. (laughs) Because if you jump in there with the luggage and you're trying to carry that with you, somebody's going to drown, and chances are that's going to be you. And you don't want that. (laughs) You you, you don't want that. (laughs) So... Um, I guess kudos to Harvey because um, Arlene and Harvey are like brother and sister, and she has she does have a genuine love for Harvey, and I know in my humanness sometimes I'll be like, oh there she go she's looking at him again, and I'm like she's doing it like she would a brother. Um, she has a concern for him as as, as one would have for a brother. Um, they have they they have not been in an intimate experience of 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 sexuality, but the intimacy of heartaches is nothing to be afraid of when it comes to other people as long as you identify number eight the boundaries that are necessary for your growth and development because if you don't set the appropriate boundaries then you can step into a relationship that can throw you out of alignment. Because if you're not supposed this person is not supposed to be a person who you're supposed to be getting involved with sexually, well, then don't do it. Uh, example, I'll tell you. A friend of mine, she, she wanted to get on with this guy, and she heard Spirit tell her, nah, I don't want you doing this. But she was like, I'm ready to get my rocks off. I'm going to do this. She went (laughs) into um, making this thing happen. And somehow or another, the mirror that was in the place that they were shattered. It shattered, and there was glass all over the place. And before the dude got involved or could get um, into the groove of things, he was like, oh, snap. I I remember you talking some stuff that was kind of crazy-like, but to see this mirror pop like that and uh, no, nothing, he, he said, look, you take care you take care of that. I'm, I'm out. She <laughs> 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 left her there in the glass of the whole nine yards. It was like she had to get up out of that mess herself. But that's an extreme case, but that's what was shared with me. And I'm sharing that with you guys so that you can come to recognize there are boundaries that life manifests that you really need to stay focused on. Making sure your boundaries are what they ought to be without putting the wrong limitations on yourself. Only way to do that, stay prayed up. Thank you very much. 
Okay. And um, before we you know, before we go, um, I actually want to I I just want to play this song because I want to play this song. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Chew that. Um, uh, it's one of my f- favorites. Um, it, it it is also by Whitney Houston, and this is also speaking to what um, King was talking about, where a relationship is not necessarily supposed to be intimate, or even that the relationship has gone to a place where it it, it needed to transition to something else. So we will be right back. If I should stay, I would only be in your way, so I'll go, but I I'll think of you every step of the way. And I
I just like that. I, you know, that was like one of my favorite songs, and I had loved the Bodyguard when it came out. And I, yes, and uh, I think that she did a fabulous rendition of that song because it was originally written by Dolly Parton. And um, from my understanding, the she had a had a partnership with um, someone from her past, and I'm specifically talking about Dolly Parton herself, and. You know, she had come to the understanding that it was time for her to actually let go of that relationship. So um, there, there is always, you know, like I said, relationships are for your healing, and and knowing when when it is time to leave is also a, a good thing to to know and be aware of. Is there anything that you want to add, honey, before we completely sign off? Um, I will actually say that it's interesting to be authentic because, as you, you probably already know, Arlene, I have still genuine love for all of those who I have ever been in relationship with, um, even my ex-wife that was the most tumultuous relationship I recall having and when I saw her on her deathbed she inspired me to poetry Um, and so I wrote a little poem about that situation because it was so strange it was when we were estranged it was an extremely difficult experience and we had to stay away from each other for the most part until we came to recognize that our daughter needs us. So because of, I think the way she treated me, she had resistance because of that spirit of fear because, like I said earlier, we operate either out of love or fear. Don't get it twisted. That's a reality. If you and, and, and if you need help and better understanding that, help is available to do so. But every behavior is based on those two energies. And I still have genuine love for those who I have been with, even even the, 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 the crazy ones. Um, there, there was a stalker at one point in my experience. I mean, like, really, come on. But it is about learning the relationship and what it is designed for your growth and development of. And so I, I just want to share this little section here of the dedication page and out of my book. And it says this, when I think of dedication, I think of love, 
when I think of love, I think of you as love because you were made by love for love to love as love. You know, that is the all of what God is, the infinite, unlimited expanse of everything. Yes, everything. If you are not aware of this thought as true, then you must come to expand your relationship with the one that created you in dedication of love and the love of all created. But many may have yet to reach that level of understanding. And unfortunately, there are many who will never reach. So I dedicate this to everyone who reached me, spoke with me, and touched me in love. You already know. Namaste, family. And that is my dedication page in a book, which I felt was appropriate at this time. Okay. And so, family, um, I think I know definitely for sure I will be doing uh, Spiritual 411 in a couple of weeks. And is there anything that you want to, are you planning on doing a show anytime soon, honey? Yeah, yeah, the people have inspired me to actually get back onto um, King's Philosophy is Love, which is the blog talk radio program. But um, in the meantime, feel free to go to the YouTube channel, which I will be operating out of again, uh, which is called King's Philosophy. You type in King's Philosophy, and somewhere you'll see my face or the image of a character sitting on a throne with a staff in one hand, and the vibration of light emanating from the being that be. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Um, relationships are for your healing and with that we are going to go out with Cocoa Butter by India Ari love, peace and blessings to everybody (laughs) love y'all peace and blessings yeah your love is light